Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And who are you? I am the guest, Christian Ramirez. <laughs> I have the Thank button. You. That uh, is Dave, very hype. Dave has the buttons now. Um, all right, Christian. Uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what, 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 what? What what film did you bring to uh, to dis- to defend here today? Today I brought Death to Smoochie. Mm. So I think we're gonna have another, possibly another Josie and the Pussycats case. We had <laughs> Hannah Michaels on for um, Josie and the Pussycats, and that was one where a lot of people I think remember it fondly. Yeah. Um, I looked up Death to F- Smoochie. It's very, very low ratings. Right. Oh, yeah. It has abysmal reviews. Yeah. Critics hated it. It didn't yes. do well. <laughs> nope. Um, I think, I, I, I mean, I'm just assuming there's people out there who remember it fondly because I didn't remember it being very bad. Right. Um, but I never watched it mm-hmm. more than once. Yeah. And now that I've watched it again, it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Full disclosure: I didn't get to watch the entire thing, but I've before getting to the podcast. But I've seen it several times. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I should I be it, all right. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. So cool, 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 cool. I I hadn't watched it in a while, and I forgot. Like it's actually just really funny. Like there's nothing about it. I know that now that I'm older, I've seen it with the eyes that can see that there are problems in the like the filmmaking and stuff like that. It's not yeah, there's as some, tight as it could be, but it's yeah still i don't understand why critics hated it so I mean, much all right i do sort of understand it's this is tough because i think this is one of robin williams best performances mm-hmm. um i think he he's really funny in it yeah there's some sure. amazing lines mm-hmm. from him yes <laughs> amazing fucking yes. lines um i think it's really that it's an unfocused film yeah um, it's yeah it's very that's the main problem that i remember from it is that it's very scattered and the story is kind of it just it just seems like a series of events yeah problem two is that because of the nature of the the plot that it's about a one really genuinely nice person being dragged down sure it means that everybody else is kind of terrible (laughs) yeah yes so there's um that problem too is it's a lot of mean types of characters the movie itself felt like it was See, problem three, I think, is that the whole movie is kind of a joke. Right. Because yeah. it's the gritty children's entertainment exactly. industry. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, and I'm not sure if that joke came across for a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot of people did miss the joke. But I, I think the the saving grace, uh, I mean, not the saving grace, because I think it has a lot of good qualities. But I think that the best quality of this is the performance from the three leads uh, in Edward Norton, Catherine Keener, and uh, Robin Williams. They're all very good. Yeah. Yeah. They were all very good in this movie. And Edward Norton as the extremely sincere Sheldon slash Smoochie is just a delight. I loved it. He was like a Wes Anderson character a lot of the (laughs) time. He's exactly his character in Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. 
Like that's that struck me. I think yeah, there was a lot of good performances in the, in this. Never never again seeing John Stewart in a movie. <laughs> Watching John Stewart do a scene with Robin Williams was just like this is fucking surreal. Yeah, yeah with, with them his, in a car, Caesar haircut. <laughs> yeah, the haircut they gave him is uh, so baffling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Clooney used to have that haircut. Too. He Maybe sure did. They, yeah. <laughs> that was a late nineties haircut. Yep. Yeah. This film was in 2002, so yep, right Really? There. Man, yeah. I, I felt oh, like yeah. it was 2000. Mm-hmm. I like some of the, filmmaking-wise, I like the directing. It's Danny DeVito directing. Yes, sure is. Um, he definitely played a lot with the cameras. There's a lot of uh, transitions that mm-hmm. he set, does that are very um, very neat. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool camera work. Nothing, uh, nothing amazing, um, but he definitely, I think this was his first movie ever directed i'm not sure no he had done um oh shoot he had done like um like did he do throw mama from the train i don't know maybe i don't know it definitely felt like a an actor director like someone who's having fun as a director right who's this isn't necessarily a career right Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if he was looking to direct more films after this though yeah and maybe that's kind of why it was unfocused a little bit scattered because uh yeah the story definitely could have used tightening up Uh, especially like with the whole parade of hope stuff that was one thing that i was like oh okay this the ice capades were weird yeah Yeah, this could have just been a movie about um robin williams yeah almost almost more just about him Mm -hmm. i think that's maybe what more people expected yeah yeah um just for for a reference, he did Throw Mama from the Train, The War of the Roses, okay. Hoffa, oh. <laughs> Matilda, oh, okay. okay, and then Duplex. Oh, yeah. Classic Duplex. <laughs> Classic Duplex. <laughs> yeah. um, I particularly like the fact that at this point in 2002, or whenever he was cast, Edward Norton was mostly just like edgy, like mopey characters angry characters and then this came out right and... he was a series of serial murderers and <laughs> yes. edge lords and and racists yep. and then this yeah yeah and that's why that's part of the reason why i think i love it so much is <laughs> because he's just the most sincere and like i don't know uh i like the idea of a person who's that genuine yes because one of the first conversations they have kathleen <laughs> keener is like says something he oh what does he say he's like he says uh he's he's at the methadone clinic and he's like they yeah. seem to like it and she's like yeah it's not the drugs or something like she tries to say it really nice and he's like yeah yeah i, I don't yeah, i, I don't hope think, it's not my yeah sons. i hope yeah. It's not. yeah that was it that was it yeah and uh, like he genuinely considers something she was just saying as an offhanded yeah. comment yeah um, and also way ahead i mean not ahead because he's just essentially a hippie but all the organic stuff that they're talking right. about and he's anti-commercialism and that never changes in the character it gets challenged and everything he gets disillusioned with the the business of yeah. children's television but at it's, the end he man. maintains his his good heart and i i don't know i appreciate that too it's a really tough world. They, they right away, like the first thing we see is Robin Williams, yeah. um, getting, <laughs> yeah. getting, um, accepting bribes, accepting a getting, bribe, getting a whole bunch of bribes, and the FBI coming in for yeah. a children's entertainer bribe with guns out. <laughs> Um, yes. And there's like six FBI agents. <laughs> They're just doing a sting at a restaurant. Yeah, on the children's entertainer Rainbow Randolph. And then, and then they, um, they, they get 
Like they show his that he's no longer famous by taking his billboard off of fucking Times Square and yeah. replacing it with Smoochie. And it's like, what is the economy in this world <laughs> that this is this is a big deal? Yes, the children's show and specifically children's show hosts are just big business in this right. world. I also think this might have been this, and this is probably uh, not to talk about Josie and the Pussycats again but this was a, a reason that's probably a little dated too is this is sure. about an industry that I don't think is really a thing anymore because this was a response to like Barney yeah um, and like I realized there's not really any costume children's entertainers right. anymore right right this, yeah because no, this was from really. the era of Barney the Teletubbies Tele- yeah. yeah where those people were like hot shit yeah. like there's stories about behind the scenes <laughs> of these people being kind of divas yeah. because like yeah, it's children's entertainment, but it's still There's a like, lot of money in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Particularly like Barney yeah. or, or you know, anything yeah. we just mentioned, Teletubbies. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the actual lines that I liked from Sheldon is he says that you just see him like wallets with pigtails. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, that's pretty on the nose commentary, but also like yeah, that was <laughs> it was just commercialism for a while with children's television, and a lot of it still is. But I don't know. I liked it. I like pretty much all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the middle sort of. Yeah, there's drag. something. There's something about it that doesn't like. I still like it, and I mm-hmm. still remember all the parts that you know. I can quote a lot of it. Yeah, the part where he calls him and says, "I'm going on safari, motherfucker." <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's so and then, good. And then um, when he's the dicks thing. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he's like watching him with this mirror, which is so weird and sinister. Yeah. It's like it's such a fucking, weird shot. It's yeah. like Cape Fear. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I forget what he does that makes him respond. He goes, You fucking peasant. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Williams is so amazing. He has the line, I got the whole world up my fucking ass. <laughs> Which again is great fucking lines. Yeah. Like these these lines. Yeah. I, hey there, you little nipple nibbler. Yeah. <laughs> the rhino's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> the baby starts then crying. He dances through the streets. Oh, I love shit. that sequence. But there's just something about them. The movie never quite comes together. Sure. I think it's because okay, Robin Williams probably needed more consequences. Um, because right away, the one of the problems. I don't know if it's a problem, but one of the things that they identify. Is that Smoochie did nothing wrong. Right. Um, it's all one sided. <laughs> and by like the part where he's fucking gonna light himself on fire in the street. <laughs> like I that's the shit I liked. Yeah. I liked his descent into madness mm-hmm. that was like this 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 again, one sided thing where he's just obsessed with him. Yeah. Um, but they never really say anything about that besides like he has the quickest turn. Right. Where is they reveal, uh, like they reveal that he's like quick to anger, but then very has very low self esteem, and yeah. he's just like I just need a friend. Yeah. Um. And then he pulls that on them, mm-hmm. and like one version of this is it should have gone the way of like one hour photo, <laughs> like it should have been or insomnia, where he's he should have just become the bad guy that yeah. you sort of feel bad for, but at the end, like he has to be put down essentially, like that it's just not. You know, like he—he's a maniac. Yeah. Um, but it would have gotten really dark, and I think—I wonder if it's studio notes or something where they're like, "We need this to not be this dark." Yeah. So I think that's when they would have gone back and been like, "Okay, well, we need a common enemy." Yeah. And so let's yeah, have this whole other thing—the parade of hope and the Irish mob inclusion was kind of weird too. <laughs> like, just well, I like Spinner as a character. <laughs> yeah. But 
the rest of the Irish mob was just kind of weird. That I, is shit. That is one of the funniest. Fucking just a lines. fucking punch drunk boxer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Oh I sort of. <laughs> I sort of got that because I like the idea that this is a character who's nice to anybody who's who's trying to be nice. The problem right. is what 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 kind of undercuts that is that they start by threatening him. Yeah. So he he's doing it all because they're threatening to hurt him. Otherwise, he's helping this boxer. Yeah. But I like the idea that it's it's by the end it's like this group of terrible people all saying no, Smoochie, don't like <laughs> don't become us. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was. You know, that's supposed to be the point, but I think that it needed... That's one of the things. There's not really a protagonist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there is in the sense that Smoochie has a full arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never... None of them are relatable people. Smoochie's too good. Right. And everybody else... Like Kathleen Keener, she should have been like w- the person we could relate to. Yeah. And she sort of is. Well, I think that's part of the... And I, know, I feel like it must have been intentional. But I feel like it's another reason why the movie doesn't come together for a lot of people myself included is that at no point does it take place in the real world at all right right and i don't think it's supposed to no exactly it's not supposed to yeah but but it needs still like relatable like star wars doesn't take place in the real world but han solo feels like a real person right yeah um and it needed real people and that that's sort of the problem is that everybody was a ridiculous version right and again like it also was a little dated yeah, like you yeah. said, you could hear it. Yeah. Smoochie is a is a Barney analog, and mm-hmm. then his big thing is an ice capade, <laughs> right? <laughs> in two thousand two, yeah, right. That's true. That that's is... not that's not where the that's not it. Man. That's Danny DeVito. How old are Danny DeVito's kids? It feels oh, like yeah. it feels like that's Danny DeVito just not knowing what. <laughs> Although he didn't write it, the writer. I forget who the writer was. Um, um, but I think. Um, I, I don't know, and this is just kind of saying something about the movies that are popular today, is I liked that the three main characters all had an arc. <laughs> like, they all yeah. changed yeah. over time, and they went through their hard times and their good times and everything. At the, and at the end, they all, like, they all celebrate. And I, like, the, some of the more bizarre elements, like the <laughs> whole... <laughs> like Vincent Schiavelli. <laughs> Yes. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> just for the record, it's the writer of Cabin Boy and Lucky Numbers. Okay. So I'm wondering if all those lines I liked was just Robin Williams. Um, <laughs> they probably, he could have just said like, uh, yeah, be funny, be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With- there's some of... I don't know. Some of them are very specific. Yeah. yeah as, and some of them are said by other characters. It's yeah. True. Like everybody everybody talks pretty good in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Dark Worms. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. This is one of my favorite Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. I think really the this movie ad, has a lot of elements, and then they don't add up to anything. Right, and that's but, really what it is. And yeah, and that's I, th- I think we touched on that earlier. That yeah. the, the main problem with the movie is that it never really gels. Sure, but it's still like it's so f- it's it's funny. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Yeah. And I just like, I, I mean, I'm a big characters person. Like, I think everybody wants just good characters in a movie. And that, and this has that, at least in the leads. And even in a lot of the supporting people, they're weird, but they're like, they're interesting, at least. They're not, yeah, nobody's sure. really boring. Right. Definitely not Hi- Harvey Firestein, the mob <laughs> Yeah, that almost worked for me. Almost. It was, yeah. Because he didn't need to like... I w- he didn't need to like beat me up. He had a gun, you know. Right. So like he was almost threatening. <laughs> right, and that voice can be scary. It's sure. just I'm so used to hearing that 
voice as right. Harvey Firestein, yeah. who is the think, least threatening man alive. Yes. Yeah. I, so. th- I think that was one of the issues with all of this is that if they want this evil company that's like kind of uh, commer- like where the, it's the evil commercialism company, yeah. mm-hmm. they probably should have just made them act like a real company right? and not like be in the shadows and be a mob. Because I kept thinking like, is this the mob too? Like who are – they should <laughs> right. have been like Kinda, very yeah. corporate and they just hire an assassin. Yeah. And they like decide to do it like – while using code language in a yeah. boardroom, you it's know, it's just a toy company or like a yeah. one of the cereal companies or whatever yeah. that they bring up at the beginning and then never talk about again. Yeah, because, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like the final ending is a cop out. Sure, where it's just everybody gets their way because that it really felt like it was like. Robin Williams should go to jail. <laughs> well, it should end with him in jail. It should end with that sequence we see with the fucking Comic Sans ending credits which is a bold choice. <laughs> and then it like zooms out and we realize, oh, that's all happening in his head and he's in a asylum. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think the arc of Rainbow Randolph as like Robin Williams' character, mm-hmm. I do like that at the end, he thinks that one of the moments that I actually liked, uh, just a character moment, is when he's going to save Smoochie. And he thinks that the parents and that see him there are going to try to tell the cops, but they're really just trying to take pictures with him because the oh, kids yeah. really do still love him and like appreciate the, the all the stuff that he's done. And that's, I mean, I, I it was just a small thing. They should that have done more of that. Yeah, that should have been a bigger moment. It was like kind of a comedic beat, right? Um, like when the little girl stops him from lighting himself on <laughs> yeah. fire. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like that they cut that with the, I guess the bathos of like, then Smoochie shows up and it's, what does it all mean? Right. I'm like, oh, well you didn't have to do that. That would, it could have just been a sweet moment. Yeah. Right. Cause the whole point for that character with, for Randolph is that he's forgotten why mm-hmm. he's doing this. Exactly. And then he's reminded like, oh, right. Because I like children mm-hmm. and I like to. Entertain and educate children, <laughs> but like they don't do it. They, I don't. I feel like they really don't do enough of the work. Right. He just sort of he, you know he what, does switch very fast. Yeah. You know what would have helped um, is maybe like I, I don't think this is in the movie. Some sort of like old footage of him where you realize like oh he started like Smoochie. Yeah. Like if it was something like that where like right we don't yeah it's it's like it's another that's, that's yeah it's it's like you were saying in. I think we've talked about it in, in some of the Star Wars prequels ones where it's like they keep telling us that right. he was yeah. this good person, but we don't see it. Right. And then that would have like the part where he's going to shoot, uh, what, Danny DeVito at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That should have just been Robin Williams talking him down and yeah. being in that and, and like nobody else there. And it could have been like an actual like meaningful moment. Like mm-hmm. it felt like they, they had a lot of good ideas and... Yeah, they just had too many ingredients with like, the, yeah. especially yeah, the, specifically for me, the stuff with the mob and the stuff with the parade of hope was just like, oh, okay, you yeah, could have it's too much trimmed it all down, and yeah. yeah, and that also would have taken care of a little bit of the problem. Is I think it went over, it's a little bit long by about like fifteen minutes. Yes, yeah, it's like a, almost two hours. It's yeah. like an hour forty-five, or yeah, this needs to be about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but I feel like you don't need John Stewart and the <laughs> boss guy. Like John Stewart was a no. It was it was weird right. that they were two characters, right? Because Catherine Keener could have just been the producer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it feels like he just wanted John. Stewart. Or the producer could have just been the villain, right? Like either. Yeah, They're just but just like if they just would have trimmed a little bit from it, it would yeah. have been tight. Really? And... Did, yeah, it's 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 just a little too cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like there's like I said, it, it's it's never. 
it was never meant to take place in in the real world, right. but it goes like the Pareto hope and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just goes a little far. Like I don't even. It just goes a little far. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's like there's two mob mobster <laughs> groups. It's like all right, like yeah, this group that is essentially Make a Wish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're they're also mobsters for some reason. Because it's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. funny that Make a Wish is like <laughs> strong arming people with violence. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know. I like it, and I like that Edward Norton, like I said, never really, uh, the Sheldon character never really turns to the dark side. He maintains his, like, his integrity the entire time. His whole message of just wanting, like, the whole save the planet and educating the kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. He maintains that the whole time because, like he says at the beginning, he grew up on Sesame Street and, like, in the golden age of educational children's television. And, like, I like that he wins because <laughs> it could, there's a much darker ending to well, this movie that could have been way worse. And then I probably wouldn't have liked the movie. That's a good point is that, like, even if, if Robin Williams went to jail or something that doesn't – because the whole, the whole idea, him in that in, – in, like, a methadone clinic at the beginning like, – yeah being so cheery and just trying his best around these people who've lost all hope. Like that's, that's sort of the, you know, that's, that's his core. Yeah. And so like, then he has to deal with this ultimate lost cause, Robin mm-hmm. Williams, which is the, he's the most cynical person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's thrown into this, such a cynical world. Um, <laughs> and he almost, yeah, almost loses that. So, like, it, it's good that the ending is sort of he wins. Yeah. He gets, everybody's happy, except for the people who've been horribly murdered. Mm-hmm. Right. that's a weird part of him, is this character, and I maybe this is also a problem, what people didn't deal with, is that, it, and it is the mob, is that he's, like, okay with the fact that these yeah. people are murdering people in his name. Right are basically doing bad things. Like he just doesn't want to know about it. Like he yeah, just doesn't which, want to know the, the details. That of felt it. like uh ra- like that felt uh Rainbow Randolph like that's like his worthy scam that's worse right. than what he was doing. Yeah. Which is like, oh yeah, he has ties to the mob that are doing <laughs> hits for him. <laughs> Yeah, they strong arm Rainbow Randolph into the information. Yeah, like he kept, he's trying to make him a Nazi and stuff. It's like, no, you don't need to do any of that. He's He's got mob ties. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not squeaky clean. They literally he, murder someone. Yeah, he immediately <laughs> gets mob ties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was just that, yeah, the contrast, that it's funny that he's tied to the mob. The, it's bizarre that they care about this children's show so much. And it, like maybe if they, I guess that feels like something that maybe they were trying to be crazier, like trying to be wacky, where the heart of the story is really just Rainbow Randolph being redeemed and him going, getting tempted by the dark side. But I don't know. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. That's the real heart of the story and nothing else. All the extra stuff was a little bit too much. Yeah. um, I'm trying to think of what else to say about this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I like the music. Yeah. The songs. Was there, did they, did they right away have a gay joke? Um, some people pitch while others catch or something like that and his yes i think rainbow randolph did that rainbow randolph and it's just i mean that's you know whatever yeah i liked all the smoochie songs i liked the stepdad's not mean he's just adjusting (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 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 (laughs) 
and like the, the just the stuff that he's singing at the beginning uh, when he's at the methadone clinic and everything it's very funny and like cheesy but it's a very appropriate for the smoochy character yeah that is yeah uh, i'm just i'm trying to i wonder what i mean i guess i know why this didn't do well <laughs> sure well that's it's uh, weird then that's it's hard to this movie it's not that much of a mystery right um, yeah I understand why people didn't go see it in the theater because mm-hmm. I feel like this is one's just for like diehard Robin Williams fans or maybe Danny DeVito people. <laughs> I don't. We're know. super into Danny yeah. DeVito. It was a weird thing to be. So in people just fucking love Taxi and right. Like it makes Batman more sense returns. now that yeah, yeah. with like uh, it's always sunny. But like yeah. in 2002, somebody who's like super into Danny DeVito <laughs> right. would have been weird. But yeah, and I think maybe because I don't know what the marketing was like. Um, but I could imagine that if in the marketing you show Rainbow Randolph being a more fun character and then somebody goes into this movie expecting funny Robin, like light Robin Williams, and then they get this version of him, then I could see why people would be like, oh, no, I don't want this. <laughs> I remember the trailers being a little, not misleading, but like right. not quite, like they made it seem like Rainbow Randolph was the antag- was the right. protagonist and his whole goal was to kill this obnoxious Barney guy sure. that had taken his job, but that's not really what the movie is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this seems like it would be a hard movie to market in the first place because it is weird. Like, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, and I think that's off-putting to a lot of people. <laughs> so I was wrong about the John Stewart character because he was actually uh, recast. Oh, okay, um, it was Hank Azaria <laughs> was that role, um, and, it, and I can see that he went to make America's Sweethearts. So they mm. had to before they were done filming. I don't know. Um, the other thing I learned about this was it was originally Jim Carrey as the lead, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, as Rainbow Randolph or as Smoochie? I assume as Smoochie. Can you imagine? Has Robin Williams and Jim Carrey done anything? I don't. Together? I don't I don't know. I that, don't think so. That would have been, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so yeah. much. Um, that would have been a lot. Because yeah. Edward Norton, yeah, he is good in this, but he's. I, I think he never really... He's not a comedic actor. No. And then the more I learn of the here about him, like I was going through trivia here and there's certain things where it's like, oh, this was Edward Norton's idea. Oh, Edward Norton thought this up. And that's what I hear a lot about him is he really likes, he really likes getting that control. <laughs> getting his ideas Yeah, in which there. is why he was fired from being the Hulk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he insisted on Omar from The Wire being in it. He sure did. Yeah, which I'm not against, but <laughs> no. again, it's but a it's weird just like, request. Right, yeah, he just kind of is weird. like, hey, it's the Hulk, and that's the extent of his role. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so He really was just like, I want that guy yeah. from that show that I like. <laughs> yeah. Just want to hang out with him for a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting, because it is similar to um, the show that Jim Carrey's doing right now on Showtime. Oh, kidding! Okay. Kidding! Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched. Has a lot yet. of similar elements. Yeah, because it's it's the Mister Rogers type, right? Yes, and I see. Yeah, I see why that's an interesting character to start from because it's this character that's like incorruptible, right? Um, that's so. being corrupted. That's the point of kidding, uh-huh. anyway. Is it the point of kidding as well? He's cracking. Yeah. Okay, and that's sort of what this is, but it's just yeah. Maybe, uh, but it's him. It, it, this but, movie is more about Edward Norton resisting it, and refusing to be. Part yeah. of me wonders if this should have been like a mini series. Um, <laughs> I know that's a weird direction to go because we were talking about how it's too long, right? But I think it's too long because it's, <laughs> what if it were longer? <laughs> yeah. Well, what if they just spent more time with it? Because right. one one of the main issues I thought with it was that it's long, um, and then it just sort of ends, right? Mm-hmm. 
you miss a lot of beats, I feel like, with the like we were talking about with Rainbow Randolph. If you had some more time with him, maybe because it feels like, and also just things, uh, yeah, we already talked about those things just happen. I was thinking of the assassin, the guy from uh, right. Ghost, Vincent Scavelli, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, he just sort of falls asleep. Yeah. And it's just like, yep. why, why? And yeah, and he's like introduced in the third act, and like, Buggy's a heroin addict. You're right. And that's it. And yeah, like, where was he before? Like, right. he should have just been an assassin. Yeah. That they just regularly hired, but I think they wanted, yeah. Yeah, they were just, yeah, because he was a former chi- children's show host in the movie. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was very weird. <laughs> it was a, it was a strange decision yeah. for many reasons. Yeah, and there's yeah, like you're saying, if they're the mob already, and they're or the mob and these people are and the parade of hope or whoever's working together, then why do they need to get an old children's show host right to try to murder Smoochie? <laughs> but no, yeah, that was <laughs> that whole third act is bizarre. It, yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe they were they already knew that they were going long and so they're just kind of like okay fucking just get it all done. Like, <laughs> we need everything to wrap up except for the fact that they just added that assassin character buggy for whatever reason. I think he's alluded to th- throughout the film, right? Because Catherine Keener's like, I keep getting involved with children's show hosts and it yeah. keeps going sour. Mm-hmm. She does mention mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she does. She yeah, because Robin Williams brings that up mm-hmm. about her too. And there, and that's one more thing that I remembered that I I really liked that three person scene between the three of them because it's Robin Williams being completely crazy and also really emotional and vulnerable in that scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, looking. I'm I'm looking at the like the Roger Ebert reviews and stuff, and it really is oh, yeah, comes down to. It. Well, he says basically what we're saying where it's it's a lot of very talented people in a yeah. bad movie. And that I guess uh, the it's less yeah, it's l- becoming less and less of a mystery in my head. Um and I don't see myself like this is hard. This is a movie I think that you'd want to skip around while you right. watch cuz it's a bunch of scenes that are just like this is a great fucking mm-hmm. scene. And then a lot of scenes that I'm like this is boring. Yeah, um, we could skip this. Yeah, this the exposition, <laughs> basically the broad strokes, the re- the main story is fine, but then the execution of how we get there mm-hmm. doesn't work, and right. then each individual actor is fucking great. This is yeah. cast is great, um, and so all that works just in these little doses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if I think what it is is that like like Tom, you said you didn't finish it. Um, yeah, that was I, more of a time issue. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like I watched it casually at mm-hmm. home. Um, if I sat down in a movie theater <laughs> to watch, oh this, yeah. And I was like trapped in a movie theater. I try to think a lot about that idea because sure. we, we watch a lot of these just rented where it's like, oh, I can, I can. Right. You can like pause it. You can like get up. And yeah. Like, I could exactly. take out my phone or like, but no, in a movie theater, it's like, it's you in the movie. Yeah. And think of it that way. It's just like, yeah, I could see myself getting pretty fucking exhausted. Sure. By this movie. Yeah. Because it is just, it's, it's, it also feels like a lot of like they repeat, like when it, when it's like okay Robin Williams okay he wants to ruin his career mm-hmm. we then have to see like several scenes where he keeps trying yeah, yeah. and so it's just sort of the same thing but those are the best again. scenes <laughs> those are the best scenes yeah Robin Williams having a mental breakdown in this movie yeah. is it's a cock you sick fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's a cock and balls oh it's so good it's a rocket ship. <laughs> 
watching that, so you could and tell his th- face. Yeah, yeah, oh, so good. The way they cut that scene, you could yeah. tell they didn't have the kids present for right. a lot oh, of the lines. No. no, hell no. Oh my god, that sequence. Yeah, It'd be fun to be a kid making this movie. Because they do just watching have this, it like, later. Like, oh, that's what I made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the kid from The Shining. Yeah. Oh yeah, no one told that kid. No, nope. he, nobody. Um, he didn't know. This movie was a budget of fifty million. Fifty. Yeah, you want to guess how much it made? Ten. Yeah, I, I already looked at the number, so I. Okay, so you're <laughs> I cheating. won't answer. No, you're wrong. It's eight. Eight. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was eight point three. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Um, oh no. When was this? All right, this came out in two thousand two, March twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other reasons because. I think we also have better, like the early 2000s were a weird fucking time. Yeah. We're in a war. Yeah. I think they were making this movie, right. They were making this movie before 9-11 happened. Then 9-11 happened in post-production, probably. Yeah. And then it came out in May of 2002. And it takes place in New York. Right. It takes place in- And it's, yeah, okay. And it's too dark for right after 9-11. Yeah. It's also a New York that doesn't. It's not. It's a non nine eleven New York where right. it's like, what if kids movies were the most important thing? <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, look, I'm look still, man. yeah, I'm still sweeping ash off my awning. Yeah. Like, this is a bad, this is a bad time for New York. It definitely had bad timing when it came yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you could do a dark comedy for a while, right? I feel like, yeah, oh, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, 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 but I don't know if this would have done better now. I feel like this needed to be like '95. This needed to be like Birdcage era, Robin Williams time of of when this would have, I think, been a hit. I think it I probably think could ahead. have done better right after "It's Always Sunny" came out. Um, well, or not when it came out, but when Danny DeVito started doing it and they started getting bigger, right? Um, but I don't know. I think it would have had more of an audience then because it is that same kind of weird, dark, comedic audience that would probably like it, too. But yeah, I, think, I don't think it would have been huge. I wouldn't think it would have been critically acclaimed no matter what. It's also, yeah. I feel like it's very, like, the, uh, arguing that it could have come out earlier while Robin Williams was kind of more at his peak. Yeah. I w- sort of think, like, it might have been, like, the cable guy. Right. Because the cable right. guy came out when Jim Carrey was, like, white hot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was just too weird for everyone. And that, yeah, that the didn't cable guy. I think the cable guy has the same issues where yeah. where it's dark, but it's still trying to be. I, it's funny in a non dark way. I'm trying to I'm trying to pin sure. this down. I think of the movie Rules of Attraction, which no one saw too. <laughs> same was, year, same year. That that's a toughie. That was a toughie. I I went to the theater for that, knowing just that it was a sequel to American Psycho, mm-hmm. and it was all James <laughs> Vanderbeek fans. In the audience, and that uh, that cleared right, right the hell out. Where my Vanda freaks at? Yeah, um, and that was another weird movie where there's a lot of like funny, like downright silly stuff. Yeah, but then there's also like a, a rape scene and a suicide scene, right. and it's like so like it's that with this where it's like it's he's a psychotic l- movie. Yeah, I I really <laughs> like that movie. Um, although I need to watch it again, I haven't yeah. watched it in a little while. <laughs> But that movie is uh, just the right kind of insane for right. me. Um, yeah, it's also Brady Stanella, so yeah, you go back and watch. You might not hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Terry. Eh, we'll, we'll save that. For, yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll save that for the for the for when we do rules of attraction. Rules yeah. of attraction. Maybe um, it is that though. That but like it's oh, part sorry. of the scatteredness of the movie that it doesn't actually make a choice as to what kind of comedy it wants to be. Yes, that's true. When he li- when he's gonna light himself on fucking fire. Yeah. 
that was hilarious, but also dark because yeah. his descent is hilarious. <laughs> because here's the thing is his descent is supposed to be hilarious because it's all about just a kid's show. Right. And that's what makes it so funny. And but he's genuinely disturbed throughout it. Yeah. And so when it's just him on the street pouring fucking gasoline on himself, <laughs> it's just like it was. It's that moment where they're like, "You do you think it's going to get any worse?" Well, it is. Like, yeah, they're just daring itself. But it's also that's really fucking dark. Yeah, it is. But it's funny. um. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Like the scene isn't funny. Sure. It's the fact that the scene's right. in there. It's it's how extreme it is. It's yeah. Like, yeah. The idea of it is funny. Yeah. So if you're not like if that if you're not going for that kind of comedy, because yeah, dark comedies are really it really comes down to the fact that it's a dark comedy and right. not a lot of people love dark comedies. Right. It's a dark comedy that is excessively silly at times. Right. And that's yeah. That's part of the scatteredness <laughs> of the and movie. And I I bet if you watch the trailers, because I don't think there's a single dark comedy that gets advertised right. as a dark comedy. Nope. They or at least not during this era when no, they were like because again, Rules of Attraction, you watch the trailer for that, it's just like it's a teen romp. And it's like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like a teen drama that um, advertises. Yeah, and I think Death to Smoochie was probably the same way. So I'm, yeah, I think it was. I vaguely remember the preview for it and it seemed like Rainbow Randolph had a bigger part. Right. And it seemed lighter, I think. Regardless of the fact that it's about trying to kill a mascot <laughs> right. right but it was like i don't know that the, this was also it's that weird fucking like fun it's the eight heads in the duffel bag it's the i was it's, just about yeah. to say oh, okay. like it like it's this was I, I think it's when like murder would be in comedy right right but like eight heads in a duffel bag is pretty light like i think when yeah. people th- when when mainstream audiences think dark comedy they think something like eight heads in a duffel bag right. which is a silly movie that it's not dark at all right because this is emotionally dark i think that's what it is yeah is that murder isn't that dark in movies (laughs) it turns out because murder is just a thing that happens in every movie yeah all it can time. happen cartoonishly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But seeing Robin Williams having a mental breakdown throughout this movie yeah. is pretty freaking dark. It really is. Yeah. He's so good. He was so, so good, good at that. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible. This is, yeah. this is, this is, this is a... It is a it, I recognize it, the ways that this movie is not good. Right. I still think it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I, yeah, I recognize how it's not good, but if somebody asked me, should I see it? I would probably still say yes because it's robin williams doing something that he doesn't do like he didn't really do a role like this yeah he he's been like he he was was in the fisher king he he was was homeless yeah he was goodwill hunting at this point he was hunting that goodwill right and one hour photo is just dark right and creepy but he's not it's not funny there's nothing that has insomnia and one hour photo Insomnia was the same year, I think. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Insomnia might have been 2000. I'm going to speculate that that's actually part of this, is that I think it's the same with um, the number 23, Mm -hmm. where Jim Carrey was doing dark stuff, and he was really good at it, and then like the number 23 happened, it was like, okay, now he's just doing whatever. Um, (laughs) And I think there's that feeling of like dark Robin Williams, it was like maybe at this point... And again, post nine eleven, yeah, we were just like, you know what, we could use like a fucking Patch Adams <laughs> yeah. over here. Like, come on, yeah. Robin. <laughs> yeah, give, give, like, a, give us a bicentennial. Yeah, later. we don't. We we we've had so much of your darkness. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get a let's get one. Give we've us got, a nice done robots. En- yeah, we've yeah. done enough one for yous. Let's do one for us. <laughs> but yeah, um, bring that fucking genie back. Yeah. 
I think this far removed from that time period, though, I do think if for no other reason, the performance of Robin Williams, the different levels he goes to, and so quickly in some of the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. just the actual acting and comedic acting is worth it to Yeah, me. I would recommend um, watching this movie, and then if you don't feel like watching it, just start fast-forwarding to the scenes where Robin Williams yeah, is there. for sure. Watch it in a relaxed environment. You can get on your phone and stuff, but you're going to hear... Cool place. Yeah. You're going to hear when Robin Williams is on screen, and you're going to pay attention. Just watch those parts, yeah. yeah, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, give the movie a shot, because it's, yeah. it's not the worst movie. Yeah. It's just the more I think about it, the more... It's, it's these... It's like... Um, its problems are very apparent. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm trying to it's a visual thing that I'm trying to explain, but it's like it keeps dipping down. Mm-hmm. And then every time Robin Williams shows up, I go shooting back up mm-hmm. and then I dip slowly down and then he comes up and he's like carrying it s- throughout the movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. But then near the end, there's a few chunks where he's just not there. Yeah. And those are the hardest and it's still not a bad story. It's just there's not a there's not enough likable characters right. i guess in those parts yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 but if you like jokes if yeah. you like jokes <laughs> if you like jokes it's got Watch plenty Death of jokes smoochie yeah. mm-hmm. ah! Ah, you gotta yeah, use there it. it is that was a good one um, all right well i think that's a show yeah it is cool. final thoughts but I think we already gave them. Yeah. So, uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. I'm glad I got to come here and talk about a movie that my family actually loved. Oh, your family was games around the hearth yes. to watch Death to when we When I was a kid. Well, 2002, so I was already in high school. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to plug for us? Oh, uh, yeah. Listen to me here on – well, not here – Listen to me on the Story Mode Gamefully Unemployed podcasts. I'm on those occasionally. And listen to me on Pop Culture Petri Dish on Small Beans. And come check me out on Twitter at Fanboy Christian. That's Christian with no H. And yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming out uh, that you're probably going to like, I hope. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. And of course, check Dave and I's Patreon out at Gamefully Unemployed at patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. And we got a store. Check that out. Tpublic slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have a new podcast about, well, it's not new at this point. Right. It's called Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Check it out. very fun. I really enjoyed the first episode. Fox Mulder is. (laughs) Thanks, man. That's a Patreon exclusive, so you got to subscribe. Get it. Yeah, but, give him uh, some money. Yeah, help us live. <laughs> Please. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, thank no, you guys no. so much for listening. We really appreciate it. All right, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.